The biggest sports stories of the week. So when I get my hair cut, they wax my ears, they wax my nose, okay. and they wax my eyebrows every time I get my hair cut. Okay. I literally have one eyebrow, and I've had people trip over my nose hairs. Okay. It's embarrassing yeah. when someone trips over your nose hair. Yeah, that's that's not, cool. not cool. Unique and compelling analysis and opinions when it comes to your favorite teams. Then he, he said, I don't want to be a bum. He doesn't want to be playing and not be good anymore. And I I think that is a legitimate concern for him. And I think this for is for Rodgers. For the MVP so, of the NFL again this yeah, year? Right. Is he no, really no, 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 no. I think Aaron Rodgers should be in the uh, conversation as well for executive of the year. <laughs> Plus some fun with pop culture. Man, that might be a- is the round, the quarterfinals. That's the metal no, round. No, that's Wait, can we, do we get Matt, get, call Matt Hamilton right now? Because we got to find out. <laughs> this is Sunday Karma. Well, all I can tell you is I picked way better than you throughout this, Ben. So you got lucky that I have a life and I couldn't get my picks in a few times because I clearly picked way better than you. Now, live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All studios at Radio City. The whole, uh, you know, Harper is the co-host. She hasn't been here in a year. She doesn't deserve that uh, love. She should get bumped. Here's GKB founder and CEO, Craig Karmason. Wow. Feels like a long time. Yeah. How you doing? It's been a minute, huh? It has been. You been here? Uh, I have been. Your birthday passed and yep. everything. Happy belated birthday. It was yeah. the 13th, right? Uh, the 11th. 11th. Ah, see, my mom's the 12th. I know you're right there. You're not the 12th. Happy belated birthday. Thank you. The birthday show was great. It was off the hook. I, I was excited. No, I, I bet it was. I bet it was. Yeah, so um, there's a lot going on, obviously, since uh, since we've last been here. Um, I had COVID. What? Yeah. When? Um, like, was it la- uh, the week before last? The week before last. Oh, so that's after you uh, you after you went to L.A. and all that stuff. I was in New Jersey. New Jersey. I was in New Jersey. I was at the Jersey Shore, basically. Oh, yo, Jersey Shore. You were out there, huh? Oh yeah. Oh, little uh, little Jim Tan laundry at the Jersey Shore. Uh, Jim and- Tan laundry and COVID. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's like one of those like, oh, do you know where you got it? I was like, I don't know. Like, I was at the Dream Mall, which is the largest mall like on the East Coast, like the equivalent of the Mall of America's in the Midwest. I was at two amusement parks and like, 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 you know, like you're back to normal life in the summer. We had a huge station event where Michael K, you know, uh, was who he ended up getting COVID. He missed the K-Rod broadcast. Uh, so I don't know if he got it there or what, but there, you know, or if he gave it to me or I, you know, who knows. But it was weird because I don't know when you've tested for COVID, have you tested because you felt symptoms or because like other people were around? Like what's led you to test? Every well, the first time I caught COVID, it was, and I feel like you've had it like three times. Right? First and foremost, let's st- okay. We've had it the same number. T- I had twice. I only had it twice. Okay. I had it one time back after You're Thanksgiving. Like one of those dirty kids, you got COVID like six no, times. No, 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 no. I don't want to. I want me with them dirty kids that got COVID a hundred eleven times. I caught it the first time and I felt sick. Yeah, that was the thing, and I wasn't quite sure until the, I called the rest of my family, and they were like, "Yeah, we all feel sick." The second time. I felt fine. Like, I thought I had my allergies were acting up, so I was kind of going about my life. But then all of a sudden, I think it was my uh, my chest hurt a little bit, but I didn't have any real symptoms. Did you have any symptoms? So I, you know, I'd had it. We all believed I'd had it in March of 2020, like back when like OG COVID, 
like, because I'd never actually tested positive for COVID, but my sense was I'd had it then and there just weren't tests because I'd been in New York and I was feeling some symptoms and whatever. So, so tell me what you would do in this spot. All right. So it, it wasn't necessarily for my birthday, but I had a trip with friends planned for, uh, to go to Vegas for NBA Summer League. So I was planning to leave Thursday for NBA Summer League. Now, Wednesday during the day, I didn't feel sick totally, but I felt like some like, just like a not totally sharp and like my head just like, I don't know, just didn't. I just like didn't, allergies, right? Like I, you, get, you, you had them days. I just you didn't got feel right. Like easily I felt worse a hundred days in my life, but it reminded me of how I felt at the beginning in 2020. Like, so like. And I never really got deep symptoms. I just had fatigue and stuff like in 2020. So what do you do in that spot? Do you test or not test? Because if you don't test, then you could go to Vegas with your friends and you're all good. You just maybe wear a mask a little extra or, or do you actually test? In, in that sense, if I'm going to get on a plane, I'm going to be around people. I'm going to bite the bullet and take the test and just pray But on knowing it. that if you test, like, because once you test, like, I talked to my doctor about this. He's like, once you test, if you test positive, you can't, you know, you know you're out. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, and that's the thing, though, is that you want to make sure if you need to be out, you need to be out because you're going to be around people. Then you're going to Vegas, which is a cesspool of whatever's in it. So maybe, maybe going to Vegas isn't a bad idea and actually going because I'm nobody saying, like, for don't sure cares. people have probably have it then don't have it in vegas like, yeah so I, I see i see where the i see where the dilemma came in for you it's like well you know i'm going to vegas so it's like more than likely i'm going to be part of everybody else who probably got it right so i was just like and part of me was like i want to take it almost so i can know if i had it back in 2020 because i never really officially knew that i had it back then so i figured by taking the covid test now because i knew i felt exactly the same as when i did then so i take the test and like that plus line, just as it, it was shining like a, it came through fast. Yeah, didn't it? it was Ooh. like a, it was like a Christmas tree, like like lit up. Listen, Craig, <laughs> the last time I had it, because I've tested before and I've got negative tests, and you know, you sit there and you wait. And you're like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Is that I, a line? I, I, not I a line? sat there and they're like, all right, fifteen minutes. But like after like five or six minutes, you're like, all right, the one line is pretty dark. The other line, it, it ain't gonna come and <laughs> sneak around the corner Listen, and jump at you. I was in disbelief. I took three COVID tests back to back because I said this test happened too fast. Within seconds of me taking the test, it said I was positive. I said no, that's too fast. That's yeah, what, that's I took two when more you're tests positive, and it was it knows right oh, away. oh yeah. I, I figured that out because I was like, oh yep, three positive tests. Literally, I took them all. Wait, you did. Craig, I was I was in disbelief because of first of all, I didn't feel that sick. And then secondly, you get a negative test, you wait the full fifteen, and then you say, uh, is that is that a faint line or no? I I see something there, a little bit of color. But this I'm telling you, I took it and like you said, within seconds, I'm like, no, this is broken. So by the way, I did end up getting some more significant symptoms, but it was really like a sore throat was the main thing. Which I didn't even know. Like I I had a really awful night's sleep with a sore throat. If you have a sore throat from COVID, all you need to do is take Advil or Tylenol and it goes away. Look at you trying to thug it out. 
I didn't. I didn't. I I wasn't trying to. I just didn't. I like thought like you had to get some like anti whatever treatments and like you need to be flown on like like Donald Trump when he had those treatments. Oh like, yeah, and, and yeah my, he got the cocktail. Yeah, yeah. I I I thought you needed the cocktail. I didn't realize Advil was doing its thing now or it, Tylenol. So you just you struggled. So you? I struggled. I didn't sleep that whole night. And then at like seven thirty, and then I googled like. COVID sore throat. And it's like, oh, take a Tylenol and you'll be fine. And then I did and I was fine. Well, that's good. And I miss Vegas. I miss Summer League. That's Pat all right. Connaughton signed to an extension. See, good things come to those who wait. Pat had the opportunity to opt out. He did not. Instead, he decided to stay with his contract. The team rewarded him with a long-term deal. Why would he leave? He's like he's taking over Milwaukee as a basketball player, as a community contributor, and doing a lot of positive things. Well, and then I don't also think it would have been about leaving. I think it would have been about you know having the player option to opt out so that he could get a long term contract. But what he did was he just stayed in, and he still got the long term contract. So, so you don't think they talked about that beforehand? Or I don't know what would be oh, tampering. Yeah, I, I, yeah know so if it I don't never been mind. tampering. They would never would have done that. So that so. didn't happen. So they, so he so Pat trusted the process. <laughs> I believe that is what happened. I believe, you know, because I, I, I had heard some uh, reports that his agent was a little mad that he didn't opt out like, and, and negotiate the uh, long-term deal right away. So well, maybe, the agent works for Pat. Yeah. So maybe that's like, hey, Pat trusted the team more than his agent did, which would be understandable, right? Because Pat's a lot closer day-to-day you know, to the organization. So excited for that. Excited for Bobby. Excited for Mamu. Uh, Skudashvili. Now, is this... Sasha, you know, Sasha Mamu Skudashvili had a great summer league, the Seton Hall, uh, what will be second-year buck uh, this year. It, it, now, am I going to be able to see, because a lot of times we see guys play very well in summer league uh, or in for the herd, you know, Christian Wood, uh, and not see any time on the court for the Bucks. Is this going to be a guy that we can actually depend on to give us some, you know, 12 minutes a game? Well, so you had him and Lindell Wigginton. He looking pretty good. Both uh, were probably like top five players overall at all summer league because the Bucks won three out of, you know, three out of four games going into today. And, you know, those guys have been just rock solid. So I don't know that Mamu is, Mamu Skidishvili is in the rotation this year. But I think if, like, Brooke Lopez was out the way he was last year, I think he would have been in a lot more than he was. So okay. I don't, I don't okay. know that, like, you're really talking about, like, because when you say 12 minutes a game, it's one thing to be 12 minutes a game in the regular season. It's another to be 12 minutes a game in the postseason. Oh, we know th- that a lot of players, it disappears that minutes right. in the time. Now, he is a guy who can shoot, as we've seen. He's a guy who can move his feet a he, little bit. He, he is. Yeah, he's he's versatile. So that's that's where Summer League, it's not good basketball, but there's things you can learn from Summer League. It so. means they get you. a lot of guys can hoop. That's what I learned. Is a lot of guys who would not be hooping during the regular season in Summer League can hoop. And we saw LeBron at the Drew League yesterday. Day. Complaining he's, as always. He's, what? He, complaining with the rest. Arguing with the rest in Drew League. Come on now, Craig. Come, Come on. on. LeBron, Everywhere. It's so cool. Only you have to have a negative slant to it. LeBron, no. who's got nothing to prove, is out there playing at like a uh, kind of grassroots pickup, like, you know, a, a, a game that, uh, and league that Baron Davis introduced him to back like. 11 years ago, first time LeBron played, I think was 2011, that uh, LeBron went out and played with, again, remember, nothing to gain. He could get hurt. Everyone's probably trying to, oh, I'm going to prove myself against LeBron. Everyone's trying to be a hero. And he 
And he went out and played in the Drew League. And, and he and DeMar DeRozan, uh, you know, uh, played pickup, which you just don't see in other sports, which to me, that's like the coolest thing about the NBA, right? You're not seeing Aaron Rodgers just pull over to the side of the road and play and pick up football. And that is sacked, very true. Getting sacked by random people, right? That is, that is like, very true. You're not seeing that. You're not seeing, you know, if you if baseball players did, you wouldn't even know who they were because, like, <laughs> I don't think they'll know who they are unless they have uh, their names on there. If like, Juan Soto walked in front of me, yeah, I would know if, who Mike Trout and Juan Soto came to Milwaukee and just wanted to play pickup baseball. Like I feel like that'd be a Simpsons episode, but we wouldn't even know who they were. Like in Major League Baseball, not not at all. But Josh Hader, I don't know if I could even say his name in front of you right now <laughs> after after what happened. Uh, I told you we were going to. I told him they should trade him. I said to him, yeah. I said they should trade Josh Hader. It's a little late now. Uh, he'll he'll bounce back. Yeah. But why are we giving LeBron credit for doing the Drew League, but he doesn't want to do the dunk contest? Never did it. Never did it. So no, I, I no no. LeBron will never get credit that's for like, me for doing stuff like that's that. That's like, oh, why are we giving LeBron credit for starting a school that's helping hundreds of kids when he never did the dunk contest? Never did well, the dunk contest. Well. I mean, come on. I mean, who cares about these uh, these poor inner city kids who are now getting a world class education due to his investment and his commitment to youth in the city of Akron? I mean, the guy never did the dunk contest. We can't give him credit for anything. Well, I'm glad we're on the same page on that. <laughs> yeah, I am that glad is, we're seeing eye to eye. Th- that is why. If you look up a picture of Kyle Wallace in the dictionary, it's a, just a troll. You are you are a outside of Wisconsin sports because we've always said it. You're Kyle Denial. You always believe that every Wisconsin team is going to win in every season. That is very true. Very and, true. Get disappointed then, every year. And then you not not with the Bucks. And then yeah, you, sure. and then you're out there trolling. All right, we uh, we do have the rare situation that we have a meaningful live sporting event going on during the show, which we know we love. Especially we love when we can maybe polish off a British accent or two uh, during this one. So we may have to uh, give you an update of what's going on. At the Open, uh, and you know where it is. This is a historic venue and a uh, an, a fitting leader at the top of the leaderboard. We will discuss as we continue. It's Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. On ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Have you got color in your cheeks? And welcome back to the Open Championship here on a Sunday on Sunday Karma, where we are, of course, at the old course, St. Andrews, for the Open. Of course, Lynx Golf here. So we can't actually tell the difference between the rough and the greens, which would be a, quite a challenge. But we know we'll have a new champion this year as Colin Marikawa, last year's champion. Certainly not in the mix, but it is hometown favorite from Northern Ireland. I don't know how close Northern Ireland is from Scotland, but I imagine it's close based on the gallery's response all weekend. The way they've just grabbed Rory McIlroy. And hugged him, similar to where he won in 2014. He now leads by two strokes here over Victor Hovland, who had nary a bogey yesterday. He's two strokes ahead. Cam Young also 
two strokes behind at minus 15 as we play the 150th Open Championship. This is going to be one of the most historic days in the history of our sport. And we're here to take you through it all right here on Sunday Karma. Rory McIlroy with a par putt upcoming on seven to stay two strokes clear of the entire field. And he makes that putt. So we'll head to the eighth hole with Rory McIlroy now just 11 holes away from what would be his fifth major championship in an already decorated career for a man who's been an outspoken critic of the Live Tour, which we know has been just running roughshod through our grand game, the oldest game as we call it here, and uh, just so excited to see Rory and the adoring masses supporting him today. That was that was good. All right, you all right with that? I'm, I'm all right with that. Okay. I, but is it? I mean, d- does it have as much like? Oh my gosh, he's beating the top. Like who? Who is Victor Hoyland? And this Cameron Young person, I just heard of him. Like where? Where are the good players at? What do you mean? Where? Where? Where is good Where's Brooke Kapka at? Where is, he didn't make the cut. Oh, for real? Yeah. Where's Bryson DeChambeau? He struggled late in the round yesterday, but he's uh, he's at nine under, so he is uh, eight strokes off the pace right now. Where's uh, Wayne Gretzky's uh, son-in-law? Dustin Johnson, two under Dustin today. Dustin Gretzky. Where Dust- are all the good players Dustin at? Dustin Johnson is tied for sixth, 12 under, five strokes off the pace right now. Where's Phil? Uncle Phil. Phil and make the cut. The white one. Yeah, Phil and make the cut. Yeah. There's, I know, I, I, I knew there were two Aunt Vivs. I didn't know there were two Uncle well, Phils. I just wanted to clarify, you know. I, I, okay, I so just there's, wanted to make there's sure people two Uncle Phils. There's two Aunt Vivs. All right, this is a very diverse one, show. Of the people. first, yeah, the first Aunt Viv was darker than the second one. Yeah, the first cool, Uncle Phil cool. is darker than the than, second than, one. You are absolutely right. Nicholson Colorism is real. One. Yep, it is. That's why uh, they got forced out. Um, Adam Scott is uh, four under today and is all of a sudden four strokes off the pace. This is a good leaderboard. Okay, okay, I'll take Spieth, it. I'll take it. I'll take Spieth that. Back. at minus twelve. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of, a lot happening here. Xander Schofley, who won last week on tour, uh, ten under today. Uh, as he is uh, in the clubhouse with a, a five under sixty seven, I like Rory. I cashed a ticket on uh, Xander last week, even though I wasn't in Vegas. I, I told Ooh. people to put some money on Vegas. That worked. It but worked uh, out for, me. for for Xander, yeah, last week. Oh, yeah, last week. Won. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Look at you. Yeah. So Cam Young, who you're hating on, uh, I like. He's American, so I gotta like him. Yeah, he's gonna have a uh, he's gonna have a little bit of an extended. I, I'm pretty sure he's the one. Who also, yes, yeah, he's sponsored by Major League Baseball. That's the thing about him, Cam Young. That's the best thing about him. He has like a oversized Major League Baseball patch on his arm that he always uh, wears. I think there was some story where like his dad is a lawyer and was friends with Rob Manfred or something, and they got him to sponsor uh, him at a, at a certain age, and he's just stayed with it. And, uh, yeah, he's got a big MLB patch going, uh, Cam Young. He's representing. So, all right. We have uh, Jason Wildy coming up in just a few moments. But uh, before we get to that, a few things that need to be hit. First, on the Brewers, we the all we mentioned uh, was Josh Hader. But Devin Williams makes the all-star team, gets added to it. If you look at wins over, uh, over replacement, um, no, not wins over replacement. What are, what are they calling in baseball? W- wins above replacement. The war. Um, Josh Hader's down to being an above-average uh, pitcher, but uh, but Williams is uh, among the elite 
uh, when it comes to setup men leading the league in holds and uh, been dominant right up there with Hader in terms of strikeouts per nine innings. So nice to see Devin Williams make the All-Star game. A little disappointing when you look at two of these games for the Brewers in San Francisco that were so winnable. And these are ones that are... I don't want to say they're stealing them, but like I don't know, these games on the road on the West Coast just feel tougher. And if they could have won those two games, but instead Brewers just one game ahead of the Cardinals uh, for first place uh, going into today as they end the first half of the season. How are you feeling about where the Brewers sit at the end of the first half? I, I feel like the Brewers need to add something. Like we need a consistent a bat? like a, yeah because right now yeah they have a whole bunch of guys that are, are are really good but they just don't have that big bopper and I think Craig Council even said it himself it's just like they have just a whole bunch of really good guys they don't have just one guy that's carrying the team and I think there might be opportunity for them to get a guy like Andrew Benintendi or to maybe even they have the pieces I think to go and get a Juan Soto who turned down $400 million to stay with the Nationals, and they're looking to trade him potentially. So I think the Brewers can get a a game-changer that might push them over the top to get to a World Series, and that's what it's about, right? Brewers would be nine games behind the Dodgers if they were in their division. They'd be eight games behind the Mets if they are in their division, but they are one game ahead of the Cardinals, and what we've seen is that the regular season doesn't really matter, right? We saw it with the Braves last year. We saw it with the Nationals the year they rode the wild card. So you can't get into the, oh, well, the Brewers are nothing because they, they barely, you know, they're barely in the lead in their division. It's all about getting into it. And we know the Brewers have the pitching, right? So I think you're right. You know, if, if you had a little more excitement uh, from the bats because the pitchers get better in the postseason. And we saw that last year, right? The Braves just silenced the Brewers. I mean, it was like it, it felt like embarrassing, right? Like when the Brewers couldn't get anything going. Even yeah, even, I didn't even know the name of the. I think game yeah. four, three or four starter was some young guy or well, something now, like maybe, that. And, and maybe it felt a little less embarrassing once you saw the Braves go all the way to the World Series because you're like, all right, this isn't some garbage team that like barely got in who's just like wiping us. This is a World Series championship. No, they were team. talented. Yeah, so I think as you uh, as you look at this uh, first half of the year for the Brewers, I think you gotta like ultimately be sad. Satisfied, right? You're you're you've pulled ahead of the rest of the division, and it's now a two team race uh, that I feel like will probably come down to the end, right? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm good with it. You're I not think... thinking either of these teams pulling away from each other, right? No, I, no, I, I don't see it. Both teams just aren't they? Both teams are really good, but neither I don't think either team is significantly better than the other. Yeah. All right. Well, we got you caught up on the Brewers. Let's talk about the Green Bay Packers with Jason Wildy. He joins us as we continue with Sunday Karma, ESPN, Wisconsin. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Jason Wildy is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com. And we say hello to Jason Wildy. Good morning, Jason. Good morning, Craig. How are you, buddy? Good, good, good. So, Jason, uh, first up, um, we always talk about Justin Jefferson because he was so close to being a Packer in some people's minds. I mean, do you think he was he was close? Right, where the Packers were ready to trade up for him. Right, that was the uh, the premise there. If if he hadn't been selected by Minnesota, yeah, they loved him, uh, and they liked Brandon Ayuk too, who has not been 
uh, all that great in San Francisco. But yes, those were the two that Goody liked, and and Aaron Rodgers loved Justin Jefferson. Uh, I'm thinking that he would have, had he been the GM at that point, uh, like he is now, he probably would have given up some serious picks to go up and get him. Yeah, would have been right. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's fascinating because I thought it was like a a respect. Like I don't know everything about him, and with him being in the division, and you feel you putting in my head that this is a team that might be ready to win right away in Minnesota with the new coach. Like you know, he came out you know in an interview and said that he feels like Devontae Adams is the best receiver in football, but by the end of the year he may be. And usually when people make comments like that, it's like why are they making it? whatever? When he makes it, it just seems like you know what he might be right. <laughs> He might be, and, and I really – I like his game, obviously, because anybody who watches football would. Um, but I've, he's done this a few times. There's been a few different instances where he's said things or done things, and I thought, boy, I think I would really like covering this guy. I, I like this guy. And so I need to talk to my uh, Minnesota friends that cover the Vikings because uh, I have heard nothing but positive things about him, which would, again, fit the idea that, you know, Goody – I think takes it seriously not to bring in many bad apples. And he sounds like the kind of guy that, that they would have loved to have had in their locker room. And, and to say it the way he did, I thought, uh, cause I saw this interview too, or saw the quotes from it. And I thought like, what a, what a mature, not boastful and not to drag young folks, but there's not a lot of younger players who would take like a respectful and yet I'm going to prove that I'm even better kind of a attack that he did. And I, I was really impressed by it. Yeah. And, and the, the beauty of it is uh, he said, uh, I, I have to give it to Devonte Adams as of now, him being so crazy and dynamic on the field, his route running is crazy. So I definitely have to give it to him right now. Um, you know, so he, he I, I love, I love that. Um, all right. So, uh, the uh, huge survey done, tons of league executives, everybody. Aaron Rodgers put at the top of the list. Can Aaron Rodgers be at the top of the list in your mind coming off his recent postseason performances? So I, I heard uh, Chris Mad Dog Russo debating this on first take. Uh, I I don't know if I ever want to put my life in the hands of whether or not a great quarterback comes through for me. But uh, as much yelling as he did, and he's a legend, so he knows how to make an argument, um, it did give me pause. Now, I wasn't on board, and he said it was Tom Brady. Well, what about what about Tom Brady? Like, uh, he he's the greatest of all time, no doubt, with all the wins and everything else, but I'm not sure that after last season, I'm 100% sure he'd be the one I'd pick. Um, I just think it's I, – I think the idea of saying he can't be number one because he was uh, – because of his performance against the 49ers or the year before his performance against the Buccaneers, I think that's taking a small sample to argue your point and ignoring all the other things. Because if we use that, wouldn't we have to make Matthew Stafford number one then? Right. You'd have to take uh, the previous year's, you know, quarterback, especially one who had some meaningful drives at the end of the at the end of the season. Right. Now, you could say Josh Allen, right? Cuz he That's he had what I was all, actually going to suggest. Right, yeah. cuz he had all the drives and, you know, they just didn't get the ball back, right? It wasn't like, right. "Hey, Josh Allen didn't do it at a big spot. Josh Allen absolutely came through in the biggest spots he was put into in last year's postseason." Yeah. 
Yeah, that's exactly who I was going to suggest might have been a more convincing argument from uh, the doggy than, than Tom Brady. Well, so when you look at this list, so a name not on this list, you know, is Lamar Jackson. So do you agree with putting Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, you know, over the guy who was MVP a few years back? And again, is this, uh, hey, Lamar Jackson hasn't had the big postseason? Well, that's, I think that's one thing. I think the other thing, and my, what, what I was about to say is torpedoed by the fact that Deshaun Watson is on the list. Yep. Um, but, you know, Lamar Jackson missed, missed a bunch of time last year, didn't play great at times last year. So I wasn't surprised by his exclusion on the list. Which, by the way, by the way, last year, uh, Deshaun Watson wasn't on this list. Now, maybe it was because of what was going on off the field, but I don't know what he did in the last year to go from not being in the top 10 to now being number nine. Right. No doubt. So, look, I've said this many, many times. You know how I feel. This is the time of year that. You know, I'm, I've started my position-by-position position previews for the State Journal, and everyone's looking for NFL content. I joked about it uh, a couple weeks ago that we somebody did a list of the 32 head coach-quarterback combinations and didn't debate whether they were the best combination for scoring points or winning Super Bowls, but who you'd want in a street fight. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur did not fare very well on that list. That's the kind of stuff we do this time of year. I will admit, I feel like best I looking. Before, I love I, that list. I feel like best looking. Um, I mean, they I know okay. a lot of people have crushes might, on the floor. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where Aaron sits right now with the tattoo and everything. I don't know if that's made him better or worse uh, in the eye of mm-hmm. uh, those who uh, who are uh, attracted to uh, NFL quarterbacks. But it all comes down to where you stand on man buns, I think. Yeah, and that is uh, that's a topic that uh, I I just don't know that I'm qualified to get into on the show. So, uh, Jason, we we've seen so uh, so so many things happen in this NFL offseason, kind of unlike any other offseason in terms of just major shakeups, especially at the quarterback and wide receiver position. Is there mm-hmm. a specific player in their new spot that you just like can't wait to see? And Because I, I know you're about the story, so I mean, it could be Russell Wilson in Denver, it could be Tyreek Hill, I mean, there's a, obviously Devontae Adams, you know, paired with Derek Carr. Is there someone who, who you, who's not really like a fan, but like a fan of the story is just like, I can't wait. You know, is it see Matt Ryan, see if he's not done. I mean, there's so many things going on this offseason. Yeah, so there's I've got one close to home, and then you mentioned the one that I was going to pick, and that is Russell Wilson in Denver. Obviously, Nathaniel Hackett is there. Uh, Justin Alton is there from the Packers staff. This is Nathaniel Hackett's head coaching job. This is the team that, quite frankly, was one of the two teams that, uh, in my opinion, not that it'll ever be proven, tampered with Aaron Rodgers last offseason. Uh, remember, people thought he was going to Denver. So I really want to see how Russell Wilson fares because I want to also be able to picture how Aaron Rodgers would By the way, how late do you think there was a chance that Aaron still could have gone to Denver this year? Like, you know, because I I happened to be at a Wisconsin Badger event at the Super Bowl with Russell Wilson, and he asked me where I thought Aaron Rodgers was going to go. And I told him I thought he'd go to Denver. Which, like, I, I told him that Aaron would, I, my guess is that Aaron would end up in Denver. So now I feel like, am I dumb 
And, well, he was just like, oh, cool. Yeah, that, that'd be interesting. Now, the question is, did Russell already know at Super Bowl time that he was going? Or, like, was was Denver waiting on Aaron, and then once, like, they had their deal lined up for Aaron, and once he didn't take it, then Russell was their backup plan? Uh, I firmly believe, without anyone having told me that, uh, I've had a few people hint at that that I trust, but no one that has flat out said it. Uh, I do think that that there's a very good chance that that's exactly what it was. Okay, so Russell wasn't totally clowning me when he asked that, or, or like, I don't think so. Because there was no, still I a chance that Aaron so. could have gone to Denver. Because because could you imagine, the by the way, him going home? Kyle, you picture this: him going home to his wife, Sierra. Like, Yes, and being like, yeah, I was messing with dude today. Like, because, you know, we're moving to Denver. We're so excited, honey. Like, I I asked him, you know, because he was acting like he knew he's from Wisconsin. So he knew this kid who I've known since I was in college. He he thinks he knows things. Like, do you think he was clowning me, Kyle? No, I'm going to listen to what Jason Uh, said. He was trying to get some insight information, probably. He's trying to figure out what the feel is and the vibe is amongst those in the know. And he hadn't been as out there that he was definitely wanted to be out. So Maybe he knew Denver was a place he wanted to go, so maybe he was like, oh. Yeah, it was. Like, hey, let's see if he thinks Aaron's. Yes, all right, Jason, I'll I'll let you continue here. (laughs) No, I just think you guys are both right on. And here's the thing. Denver was the most logical place for either of them to go, right? First of all, from Denver's perspective, really good defense, really good skill position players on offense, needed that quarterback. And George Payton, who had spent all of his years with the Vikings in the Packers division, seeing what it's like, had been in Minnesota when they got Brett Favre. He knew that that's what they needed to do, and he was hell-bent on doing that, getting that great quarterback so they could put all the pieces together with their new coach. But from both the Seahawks and the Packers' perspective, and if Rodgers had come to Goody and said, you know what, I appreciate all you did this past year, but I think I'm going to take you up on what you said last season, and I'd like to go try a new challenge, which takes a lot of guts and a lot of fearlessness. And I think I'm not sure Rodgers wanted that. I don't know how badly he wanted it. So he didn't choose it. But if you're the Seahawks or the Packers and you wanted to trade a potential Hall of Fame quarterback, where's the best place to trade him? On the other side of the bracket, into the AFC. And that's why the Broncos always made sense, more than San Francisco or anywhere else, for Rodgers, and then obviously, by the same token, for Russell Wilson. Which, by the way, if the Packers were trading Aaron Rodgers, like... They would have got a lot more, I feel like, than Denver got for Russell, right? I mean, that that felt like not only were they able to make that trade, but they were able to, like, stay intact, you know, so that, like, Denver yeah, they, then they, has a yeah. chance. Yeah, no doubt they do. And and I think, you know, that would have been the challenge, whether it was for Rodgers or for Kevin Russell Durant, is, right? Right. You, you don't want to gut your entire team to get this guy that is going to lead you there, but he still needs pieces no matter how great he is. Yeah. All right. Well, well, you know what, Jason, we, we, uh, because this is the last month of the season uh, of the year that does not have NFL football until March, 2023. How does that sound for you, Kyle? Last last month of the season without NFL football. Time, I am excited. You are ready. Countdown. All right. We we will let Jason get back to his 
position by position reviews, which you know we're we're certainly making sure our subscriptions to the Wisconsin State <laughs> Journal are up to date, so we can get those. Do, are, are there paper boys who throw those onto uh, the the uh, the patio? Uh, how does onto the front porch? How, do, how does how do those get delivered these days? Do we know? I can I can have that arranged if you still have a residence in the Greater Madison Metroplex, but I, I don't. You're we've got a lot of great things that have happened with GKB, so I'm not sure how often you're in. Uh, your old stomping grounds. Um, I don't know. I mean, I still got a place in Beaver Dam. I don't know how, how big that Metroplex uh-huh. is, uh, or if the uh-huh. Beaver Dam Daily Citizen, which is owned by your your great uh, company, uh, you know, has uh, has total uh, dominance of uh, Dodge County. We know everyone gets their news from DailyDodge.com out, out there anyway. So, all right, Jason. No doubt. We appreciate it as always and uh, look forward to uh, getting closer to that season. Thanks, Jason. All right, Craig. Take care. Be good. There you go. Jason Wildey. You can follow him at Jason J. Wildey, which how many followers do you think he has on Twitter, Kyle? Uh, Jason probably has 80,000. You are right uh, in the neighborhood. 83,300 followers at Jason J. Wildey. How about that? Yeah, I have like 100. Uh, His pin tweet. What do you think his pin tweet's about? You know, like, hey, you could set up one tweet that everyone sees when they come to your... uh, Some with his family, right? Happy anniversary, Paula Wilde. Ah, I love right, Jason. Right on, right on brand there for Jason Wilde. You can catch him in Tausch every single weekday right on these stations from 9 until noon. They call it Wilde and Tausch. We will have much more Sunday Karma for you as we continue ESPN Wisconsin. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. It's Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Oh my, I have a, uh, I have a great 7-Eleven coming up uh, in about 10 minutes for you uh, that I really love. But let's uh, go out to the old English club where... Uh, uh, St. Andrews, where Rory McIlroy is through a bogey-free front nine of the British Open, the Open Championship, with nine holes to play. He shot the identical 35 that he shot on his way out in, uh, in 2014 when he won his one British Open. That is of his uh, four major championships that he's won. And he has been very smooth, just a birdie on five today. He is too clear of Victor Hovland, who is his playing partner. Interesting to see if it ends up being almost like a match play type feel as uh, it comes down to the end. Uh, Cameron Young and Cameron Smith are uh, tied at minus 14. Uh, It looks like uh, both of them will have a chance to birdie to get within two strokes of the lead. But it is Rory McIlroy, again, outspoken critic of the Live Tour. Do you have a, are you getting into this whole Live Tour thing? I'm all you, for you, this. A, I'm all for the Live Tour. You are? Yeah. Why would I not? Why would I not like, take advantage of an opportunity to make more money see, doing the same thing I love? Because the PGA seems to limit how much they can make. So you'd be cool if the NBA players, like there's another league, they just pop out during the season. I used to be about traditions, but, you know, college football shook me of that. 
And so now I'm all about, hey, if you can get more revenue, if you can be get more uh, exposure, it's why like not the do NIL's it? argument for college players. I hate the NIL, but it is what it is. We got to live with it. Yeah, I mean the NIL has shook college uh, sports, but I think that's it's right. It's it's probably you know it needs to be better regulated. Right, exactly. Like I you think. can't be recruiting kids and offering them things before they even transfer. Right, which is the rule kind of says you can't do that. But mm, that but kid from it, Pitt that went to USC had yeah, a lot of offers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It certainly uh, seemed that that's a part of it. So uh, real quick, I, I know we got Seven Eleven coming up, but uh, the. So I said to you as we were in the in the break, I was like, "Oh, I can't remember. Have you watched Stranger Things? So you've never watched Stranger Things? I've never seen a, a second of the show. See, that's the thing now, and I'm wondering, is there anything like, like to me, The Last Dance and Game of Thrones? Did you watch Game of Thrones at all? I never. I have seen a couple seconds. I watched the Red Wedding episode. See, with see and I didn't. I didn't watch that either. Like, I didn't watch the last season or two of Game of Thrones. But that's why I was trying to think of what are shows where you actually could just like feel like you can walk up to someone and talk to them about a show and assume other people watch the same shows as you. Because back in the day, that was like everything, right? Yeah. Like, like oh yeah, Cosby Show, you know, uh, you know, um, what Friends, Seinfeld, you know, Martin, like whatever the shows Fresh were. Prince of Fresh Prince Prince, like whatever the show was your show, you could assume that like people of your same general age, your same general interest level, like you assume they all watch it. To me, The Last Dance may have been the last one like that that I can think of where like everyone it felt like was watching the last dance together. And I don't know if the pandemic had something to do with that. Tiger King uh, <laughs> a little like that. That was a good one too. Yeah. But that, I mean, right. Isn't it weird that like we don't have any like shared like, Oh yeah. Besides sports, right? Like the, when, when things are going on in sports, you know, it's happening live and, and everyone's watching it. But besides sports, or maybe like a political election or a debate or a, you know state of the union address like are there like what's the what are the last shows like in the last 10 years what are shows that you felt like you could just talk to your friends about uh, you, you know if you if you can think of one cuz i just to me i as i said game of thrones felt a little that way but that was even on hbo which not everyone had hbo no i, I there's not shows movies Yes. There's some big time movies yeah, that but came out. TV but TV shows. shows? Oh, hit us on the old National Talking Text line, 800 990 ESPN, 800 990 3776. If there's a show in the last 10 years that you felt like you could just talk to people and they'd know who the characters were, they'd know who you were talking about, because like, that's how it used to be, right? Seinfeld, you know, Friends, like. I mean, those shows, like, everyone watched. And now, like, Stranger Things, I'm like, all right, like, hundreds of millions of people have watched it, but I still can't just go and assume people watch it. Like, there's no shows anymore. Yeah, I can't even... What's the thing with the... On Netflix... The, is, that in the, Asia. is that the umbrella thing? No, the thing in Asia. Oh. Squid Games. Squid Games. Yeah, I didn't yeah, see yeah. that either. Yeah, see? And Squid Games was the most watched show before Stranger Things. So those are one and two on Netflix. So if you can't do that with Squid Games and, Nef- and Stranger Things, then, you know, is it possible to do with anything? All right, we'll, we'll hit our... I, I knew we had to hit our 7 at 11. We will hit our 7 at 11 now. It is a uh, basketball themed, and we're going 
through the decades. It's Sunday Karma ESPN Wisconsin. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com.